0: All right, this morning, we've been announcing for several weeks we'd have Dale and Annabelle and Diana Barcubine. We're also privileged to have mother-in-law Lily with us this morning, and we're grateful to have them there. Dale's uh, been attending the Berean Bible Seekers class at Grace for, I don't know, probably 10 years, I guess, or more, something like that. And now the Lord feels, or he feels like the Lord's uh, directing him to the Philippines as a missionary and uh i told him we'd be glad to have him come over we're not able to really take him on for monthly support just yet that was something we'd like to do but at least we wanted to have him here and introduce him to our church family and maybe be able to at least at this point give him a love offering and help him along the way and lord willing maybe in the future we can do that dale i'm just gonna let you come on up and take over and do what you got to do
1: can everybody hear me good Are you going to be able to sing it loud enough where so you can hear it here? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, this is my wife, and I am Dale, and uh, this is our daughter, Diana, and we have, she has a little song for you all uh, to, to start out with.
2: Go ahead. Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so, little ones to him be- Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me. The Bible tells me so. Good
1: job. Good job. Good job. Is that all you're going to say? One? Okay. Um, I also, before we get started, I'd like to say a little bit about our display over here. The map in the middle is a blow-up of the map on the left side. That is the map of the Philippines. There are 7,107 islands in the Philippines. There are 180 different languages in the Philippines. And I have the distinct privilege of being able to learn two of them. uh, The national language is Tagalog. The local language that will be spoken amongst the Igorot people who we will be working with is called Ilocano. My wife already knows both, so she don't have to learn them. Uh, she grew up there. But um, I do want to say thank you so much, first of all, and we'd like to say also that we are humbled to be able to be here today. Thank you for the privilege of being able to share with you the vision that God has laid on our hearts for the Philippine people to share his word with them. Thank you. Um, this morning, we do want to say as far as on the display that um, we have an email list there so if you would like to receive our monthly prayer letter, we would appreciate you writing your email address on there and um, I will make sure that each month because we send out our email or our prayer letters at the beginning of each month so we we'd like to say uh, if you would do that I would appreciate it We also have everything on there is from the the Philippines, and the Bible in the front is an Ilocano Bible. In fact, it's my mother-in-law's Bible. Um, It's from the Philippines. It's in the Ilocano language that is written for the Igorot people. So we do have access to Bibles that we can get in, and we will be uh, beginning a church amongst them with their own Bible and their own language. We are privileged to be able to already have that. Um, Like I said, we will be working amongst the Igorot people. In the center map, there is a town that we have blown up right here, in fact. That's your center map. It's an area of Benguet. It's a town of Baguio. It's a small town of about 2 million people. Um, And we'll be working on the outskirts of that amongst the Igorot people, the, the cultural minorities. So this morning, I want to share with you uh, what's on our display? The pictures on the left side is um, the poor that we'll be working with, and the ones on the right side at the bottom are actually the Igorot people that, uh, in their formal dress, which we'll be working with. Well, this morning I have a a message. My wife has um, some things to say as well, and you've already heard from our daughter. And she's now gone back to the children's church, and then afterwards. I'd like to open it up for questions. So if you think about any questions that you have, I would like to um, ask those at that time. Okay? First of all, we have a, a, a video for you all. We would like to share with you how God has led us to this point, and we are trusting Him to continue to lead us on our journey of faith. I accepted Jesus as my personal Savior in 1979 at a gospel crusade while attending secular college. After my salvation, I transferred to a Christian college. From the time of my salvation, God has given me a heart for missions. Upon graduation, I moved to Chattanooga to work with the mission board in the home. 1984 to 1985, brought short-term mission trips, including Mexico. In 1986, I met and married Mary Elliott. 1986 to 1997, the Lord opened more doors for short-term mission trips to Bolivia, Brazil, and Puerto Rico. At the end of 1997, my wife Mary died in an auto accident. After Mary's passing, the Lord gave me a new vision for life and a deeper passion for missions. I began to travel extensively on many short-term missions trips. One of these trips to the Philippines, I met Annabelle and her family and shared the gospel with them.
3: I'm the second of four children. My dad was a professor at the university where all four of us finished our bachelor's degrees. My whole family was Roman Catholic and very much involved in the Church. I've always tried to abide by the rituals a good Roman Catholic person should have, but I always felt that something was missing in my life. I prayed that the Lord would give me direction to fill the missing void. In January of 1999, He not only answered my prayer, but He also changed my life in ways I couldn't even imagine. He not only showed me my need for a Savior, but also gave me a wonderful husband. When I first met Dale, I did not realize that he was the answer to my prayer. I thought he was just one of those foreigners that was looking for a wife, and I said, no way. But it was so strange that he never mentioned anything about marriage throughout our conversation. Instead, he presented the gospel. When he left for the States, he encouraged me to read the Bible every day and gave me specific verses to help me understand. It was then I realized that I was a sinner and needed a savior. I accepted Jesus as my personal savior in my bedroom and then went forward at a Bible Baptist church in our town. A missionary couple had started. Later that year, the Lord saw fit for us to be married in my homeland. After our wedding, I was not able to travel back to the U.S. with Dale because of U.S. immigration services. So over the course of the following year, Dale visited me several times and he was able to see more of our country and our culture.
1: My heart was broken when I saw people living in shacks, young girls holding baby sick, begging to survive, all destitute, yet in need of salvation. We have so much here in America, and as Christians, it is our duty to help those who are less fortunate. King David, a man after God's own heart, says how important this is in the Psalms. Solomon, to whom God gave great wisdom, speaks in Proverbs to help the poor. Jesus, the very Son of God, had compassion on the poor.
3: It was on one of those trips to see me that I made my first mission trip with him to Manila. After a mission trip, I was allowed to travel back with Dale to the U.S. as a permanent resident. In 2001, the Lord opened the door for us to go to Brazil together on another mission trip. Immediately upon returning, we found that Diana was on the way. In 2003, we took our first family
2: mission trip.
3: In June of 2007, my parents were granted a permanent visa and moved to Chattanooga to live with us. Since then, we have been discipling them each evening through Bible
2: studies.
1: International as missionaries to the Philippines. Now that the Lord has opened the door for us to go to the Philippines, we would like to partner with you as we journey forward from this point. We plan on working with Fine City Baptist Church, Foggy City, in the area of evangelism, discipleship, and reaching out to the cultural minorities where no work is being done. We can build relationships with these people so Christ can and will do amazing things in their lives. Lord willing, we can begin our Filipino people ministry by May 2010. You'll hear me? First of all, I'd like to say a little bit about my outfit that I've got on. Uh, it's a boron. It is the native um, dress that the men in the Philippines wear on special occasions. And this is a very, very special occasion. So I knew I needed to wear this and say thank you so much. Um, I have a message this morning, but before I begin that, I'd like to explain a little bit about my background Um, I'm a contractor, I'm a builder been at uh, Grace Baptist Church and Academy for 17 years was at Tennessee Temple before that working with them in in the area of maintenance and so on and so forth as you can tell from the videos I've been many short term missions trips throughout the world um, mainly building but going from a builder as Jesus was a carpenter and Paul a tent maker I am Changing vocations, as they would say, and going into being a fisherman, as Peter was fishermen. And that's what our family will be doing. And we do appreciate able to partner with you on the venture. We have to first of all look at God's word and understand. His Word, to be able to know His heart, get to really know somebody and their heart, we have to answer a total of six questions. We have five W's and a hanging H. The five W's are who, what, when, where, and why. And our hanging H is how. So we're going to look at that concept today of knowing God's heart and understanding his word. Uh, This morning, during the Sunday school hour, we really appreciate you taking care of that. He delved into understanding God's word and God's heart. I'd like to carry God's heart a little bit farther. This is his entire word from cover to cover. This is what God has given us, and we need to understand it. And to understand it, We have to know his heart and build a relationship with him. First of all, let's look at who and how. Who are us, human beings, mankind? God created man and put him in a garden. And he said one thing. He said, of all the trees in the garden you can truly eat. But of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, in the center of the garden, you shall not eat. Because if you do, you will die. In Genesis chapter 3, verses 3 and 4, Satan came to mankind and said, you shall not surely die. And man believed him and took of the fruit but what God said was true. Man died. He died immediately, spiritually. And God put him outside of the garden, closed the gate, put the angel in front of it, so he could not re-enter, and he began to die physically. In Colossians chapter 2, verse 13, it says, "We are dead in our trespasses." And sins in first 1 Corinthians 1522 22, the second part says or in 1522 it says, in Adam all die but in Christ all are made alive so who is mankind and how then can we become alive? We' are dead in our trespass and sins so well, how can we become alive 1 Corinthians says in Christ all are made alive John 3 5, and, 5 through 7 Nicodemus comes to Jesus and says how can i be born again and Jesus explains it to Nicodemus you must be born again and explains to him how in John 10, 9 and 10, Jesus compares himself to the door of the sheepfold. He's the door. He is the way. In John, um, later on in John, in John 14, it says, I am the, the way, the truth, and the life. In verse 6, says, no man cometh to the Father but by me. So Jesus is the way. So we know who, and we know part of how, we can understand also that the word of God. You have to be alive spiritually to understand it. If you're dead spiritually, you'll never understand it. You can read until your heart's content, but you won't understand what you're saying because the things of God are spiritually discerned. In First Corinthians chapter two, verse fourteen through sixteen, it says the things. Of God are spiritually discerned. So we know who and we know part of how. Now let's look at what. What is the desire to know God's heart? And that desire, once we are spiritually alive, should be within us to know His heart. But we still have when and where. When should we know God's heart is from the time we are first alive. And we can do it through different ways. The main way is build a relationship with him. We have to read his word. We have to study his word. We have to pray. So where can we pray? Anywhere we are. When can we read his word? Anytime we have a free moment, as long as we have it with us, because it's contained in this book. This is God's word. So we know when, we know where, we know what, we know who. Let's finish with how. As I was saying, We have to understand God's word. We have to build a relationship also with him. There are two parts of a relationship. You have God's part. You have man's part. What is God's part? God's part is his desire to even have a relationship with mankind who has turned their back on him. But he wants it unhindered, by our sin, John, or Genesis 3, verse 8, man, or Jesus, or God is walking through the garden seeking Adam and Eve. But they had hidden themselves because they were Maba Enoch, which means in English, that's in Tagalog, Again, means in English, they were ashamed, they were afraid, because they had sin in their life. They had disobeyed They had died spiritually, which means they are separated now from God, death spiritually. But they had sin in their life. But God's desire is to have a relationship unhindered by that sin. So he provided Jesus so that we could become alive spiritually, so that we could have a relationship with him. So we have God's part. We have man's part. Man's part is threefold. First of all, we have to pray. And like I said, where can we pray? How can we pray? What can we pray? In Luke 11, 1 through 4, Jesus says, pray without ceasing. In 1 Thessalonians, my mistake. 1 Thessalonians 5, 17 says, pray without ceasing. Luke 11, 1 through 4, Jesus teaches his disciples how to pray. So we need to know his prayer. We need to know how to pray. We need to know, be able to pray without ceasing. Prayer is our heart talking to God. We have studying his word. We've got to study God's word. We need to be a workman approved and not ashamed. in John 8:31 and 32 it says continue in the word continue in the word and the truth will make you free and we do need to be free free from our debt from our trespasses free from our sins free from the old life to begin a new life with Christ in 2 Timothy 2:15 as I was saying we need to study to show our self-approved, a workman that needeth not be ashamed, we need to study His word, we need to read it, but we need to do more than that. We need to compare Scripture with Scripture and understand what God is talking about in His word. The last part of a relationship with God is the most difficult part, and that part is obedience. In Zechariah 7, 9 through 10, God says, Execute true judgment. Show mercy and compassion on the widows, the orphans, and the poor. James in the New Testament 127 says, Help the less fortunate, help the less fortunate, and keep yourselves unspotted from the world. And that's not an easy task. Without building a relationship with him, you can't do it. In Isaiah, we have a very special part. The Israelites have a very common ritual amongst them. In the third, fifth, and seventh months, they have something called the fast. Well, to them, it's something that they can go through, work through, and it doesn't affect their daily life. It's just something they do. It's a ritual. But God says in Isaiah, he says, that's not acceptable. He said, there's no way that's going to work. He says, help feed the orphans. Help feed and clothe the hungry. Take care of the poor. Do not take advantage of of your fellow man. He said, help them. He said, then I will hear you and I will be near you. He said, and that's a true fast. So you have to build a relationship with him. You have to be able to help those around you. That all comes down to the New Testament. In Matthew 22, 37 through 40, you have the two greatest commandments in all the Word of God. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. And love your neighbor as yourself. To be able to do that is build a relationship with God and help your fellow man. Now, who are our fellow men? In, in uh, the uh, God has put people that come across our path every day. He brings them to us so that we can share with them. He brings people across our path to help. When I was in the Philippines, on one of my many trips over there, I saw the poor. I saw the needy. We were there over a period of Christmas, and I saw the Igorot people there in the streets. And I told Annabelle, I said, we've got to help these people somehow. We've got to do something for them. They need God. They need help. But how are they going to listen if we don't help them physically? So that's what our intention is, to go out and help them some physically with clothes, with food, with the other necessities in life, which will open their hearts, open their minds, and be able to meet their true need, and that's the Word of God. In the second part of building a relationship with people, we need to have Compassion. Compassion for people. Compassion for everybody that God brings across our path. Mark 6.34, Jesus saw the people coming on the mountain. Just the crowds coming at him. He had compassion on them. He taught them and then he fed them. So we know who, we know what, we know when, We know where and we know how. And that leads us to why. Why know God's heart so we can have a desire to share God's heart? We need to know his heart so we can share it. John 3.16 explains the love of God. In Tagalog, it's sapakat. Gayon, Nalamang, Ang Pagsinta, ng Dios, Sa Sang Lebutan, Na Ibinigai, Nya, Ang Kanyang Buktong, Na Anak, Upong, Ang Sinamang, Sa kaniya Sumam Palataya, I Hawag Mapahamak, Kundi, Magkaraon, Nang Buhai, Nawalang, Hungun. But we've got a small problem. That's the national language of the Philippines. But not all the Igorots speak the national language. Some of them only speak Ilocano. And so, John 3:16 in Ilocano. Gapu iti kasta unai, a panagayat ti dios iti lubon, entedna ti kakasuna na anakna. Tapno ti cinnamon amamati kenkwana sa'an. Amatai no dikit Agbiag nga agnanayon. So I can explain to them the love of Christ as well. And I am learning the rest of the languages and working on it as well, too. But I can explain, and through your prayers and God's help, we can meet the needs and have compassion on the Igoro people. There is no work there, and they need God as well. So we have that, but... Most of all, in Matthew twenty-eight, nineteen and 20, God commands his children to go, go into all the world and teach his word, meet the needs of the people, help them and share his word so that they can become alive as well. I don't want to see the Igorot people or anybody else be dead in their trespasses and sin. I don't want to see them die and not have any hope. So we are, as a family and a family unit, we are going to the Philippines to meet with these people and help them and give them the word of God. We want to partner with you through prayer and other means to be able to reach them. And I want to say thank you so much. And in Tagalog, it's Maraming po." And my wife has some things that she'd like to share.
3: Can you see me? I'm too short. Um, Thank you so much for allowing us to be here this morning, and um, I just want to share how God has worked in my heart. Um, When uh, my husband uh, first told me about his passion, about his desire that he wants to go to the Philippines uh, as a missionary, I was very hesitant. I said, Philippines? Missionary? I said, I've never dreamed of being a missionary before. (laughs) But he said that I, I should pray and that he would pray also, so I did. I began to pray, and um, I said, Lord, why? I said, I'm here in the U.S. I said, I love it here. I don't want to go back to the Philippines. You have to understand, like, 9 out of 10 uh, people from the Philippines uh, wants to be, uh, want to be here in the U.S., because we just think U.S. is so wonderful. <laughs> So I didn't want to go back and I I prayed and I said Lord I said how can you use me I said all missionaries I know they know how to sing they know how to uh, play an instrument and I don't do that I can't sing and I can't play any instrument I said and I said Lord just change my husband's heart I said just work in her heart and tell him that we're not going to the Philippines, that it can't be done. And I was just whining, basically. And the, but every time I say that prayer, my heart was so heavy. But I, I still keep praying because I didn't want to go. And then after a long time, I realized that I was uh, wrong, that I wasn't doing the Lord's will in my life. So I said, Lord, change my heart. I said, give me the passion for my countrymen. I said, give me the heart for the Filipino people. I said, I want to go. I said, I want to do your will. And I like the verse that says, delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. And that 's what he did for me, so i was i'm so excited to go and um, minister to my countrymen and Then one night, my husband and I um, was uh, doing our devotions before we went to sleep, and we were reading um in uh, Exodus chapter three, where um, the Lord was talking to Moses uh, through the burning bush. That he wanted him to go to um, Egypt to uh, bring the Israelites people out of Egypt. And um, Moses was saying, Lord, not me. I'm not a good speaker. And um, he was saying all these excuses. And I said, that sounds like me. (laughs) I said, I was telling the Lord I can't do this or I can't do that or I don't want to do that. But the Lord said, go. I want you to go. Go. But when Moses yielded to the Lord and when he obeyed, the Lord used him in a mighty way. And I believe the Lord can use me too. All I need to do is obey and tell him to use me and be willing to go. And I I look back in um, Moses' life when he was a baby. God spared his life uh, from the hands of Pharaoh, Pharaoh. that he, uh, he did not let him perish. And I look back in my life. The Lord did not let me perish for all the years um, before I got saved. He did not let me perish. He sent a special someone to um, show me my need of a Savior. And I'm so excited to go and let God use me. And all I have to say is, here I am, Lord, use me. Thank you so much.
1: At this time, I'd like to be able to open it up to any questions that you have. So if there are any, I would appreciate either for myself or my wife. My daughter's back in the back. She's going to have a hard time answering from there. (laughs) But uh, if there are any questions, I'd like to go ahead and answer them now. In the northern part of the Philippines, most of the people are Catholic. In the southern part, on the southern islands, they are Muslim. That movement is slowly moving north. But we're at the far reaches of the northern area of the Philippines. So most of the people, uh, a good 90% of them, are Catholic, and they are open to the Word of God, to Bible studies And that's a way that we'll be able to get in and study the Word with them. They have a Bible. They just don't know how to study it. And so we will be able to give them some good pointers on studying the Word of God. And we'll go through it and build Bible studies and build a church through that means. Any other questions? There's no common ground. Like I said when I first started, there are 180 different languages, and they don't intermingle. There are 1,500 dialects of those languages, and they do, but only to the language that they're the dialect of. But there are 180 different languages, and so, like I said, I have a distinct privilege of being able to learn two different languages. Many missionaries have to learn one, and I am already beginning. I'm not a I'm not a young chicken anymore it's hard it's, it's harder for me to learn but God has given me a mind that I can do it and I will do it no no they 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 are their diocese, they expect the people to come and they expect them to give and they expect them to go through the rituals that they have but we've not encountered any problems at all Any other questions? about how clear, how did you meet and you were one to her and tell her about I was on a missions trip to the Philippines, a building one in Manila, and I decided to do some traveling because you can go to the Philippines and stay for three weeks and my vi- my without a visa, but my work one was supposed to be for one week. I was supposed to work with the ministry there for a week. So I figured, well, I'll spend a couple of weeks. I will tour the country some. Well, I went farther north uh, because as a builder, I like to see some of the architecture. And they have a temple up there, a Buddhist temple that with all the intricate architecture, and I was going to crawl through it. But uh, I didn't know exactly how to get it into it. I met her dad, and he took me through it. And he then, after... That then he introduced me to Annabelle and to the rest of the family, and at that point is when I started explaining to him my heart, my heart's desire for seeing people understand the Word of God, and I witnessed to them, and we began some Bible studies and talked to them, and through that he said um, you know he introduced like I said, he introduced me to Annabelle and through that, over a period of time, over a period of several months, then through sending literature to them after I came back, that um, that Annabelle actually got saved, and now her father is saved, her mother is saved, and her sis, one of her sisters are saved, and the other one we're working with. So we just praise the Lord that a family can be changed, but we can reach the whole culture if we keep working and keep going. That answer your question. Any other questions? We, I'm I'm really glad you asked that. This is a real, real blessing. We started on the eighth of March, raising our support, and as of right now, we're at seventy percent. That's five or four and a half months. That's God's hand in our life, and I just. Praise him for it. We've traveled a lot of miles, but God is working, and it's God's hand in that. It's, that's, that's for me, as far as I know, in all the years that I've been in ministry and missions and so on and so forth, that that's not easily done that short a period of time. We praise the Lord. Any other questions? Pastor?
0: All right. Thank you, Dale, and thank you, Annabelle, for being here this morning. We really appreciate that. That was a great job and a great presentation, and um, I think you made it very clear to us his work. And, well, you saw that most of the mission trips, he's been involved in construction work. Uh, I think you picked up that Dale said he's a licensed contractor. Of course, you know, when he graduated from college, his degree was in accounting. I mean, he's got the whole background there, but yet... The Lord used him to bring a whole family or a a good portion of a family to Christ. And we see the passion of his heart and his desire as he goes to the Philippines. So um, we're very grateful for what the Lord's done in your life, Dale and Annabelle, bringing you to America and letting you enjoy uh, pizza for a little while. Now you're going to go back to the Philippines, huh? (laughs) You got pizza too, okay. Yeah, but I bet you got different things on it than we do. Not the same. I suspected that, see. Everywhere, everywhere they take pizza, somebody butchers it up. You know, it's not the same as it is in Italy, so we did the same thing here. So we're, we're great, very grateful to have you here. All right, we want to take up an offering this morning. Uh, we'll just do this as an extra special thing, and then um, uh, if it's not enough, we'll add to it later but we want to give everybody an opportunity to be a participant in that and help Dale and Annabelle on their way, whether it's for shipping or, or tickets or whatever it might be. Uh, then when you talk 70%, he's talking about the monthly needs, cash that he needs every month just to survive. We're not talking extra expenses of tickets and shipping container or anything like that. Uh, or I've got a feeling Dale, knowing him, he'll be shipping some tools over there Yeah. Okay. Suspected that. And, uh, so there'll be some extra expenses there as well. So we want to help him with that. So we'll, well, you can make the, your check payable to the church here and then we'll just make one check. We'll send it over to Titus and, um, you know, you'll just see it appear on your statement one of these days and there it'll be. We can put a, if you want to give cash, and if you want, or check, whichever, we'll just put an offering plate in the back, and then you can put it in there as we leave. Um, we also didn't mention uh, that Angus took the money to this family. We did, it came out to exactly $300. Now, I don't know if somebody finagled that around, or if it just happened that way, or what, but it was exactly $300. That, huh? perfect number that was good and it worked out great and we're glad that as a church we were able to help them angus and glad that you were you know alert to the family and knowing what was going on there and that god gave us that privilege to help them so that's that's a great and wonderful thing thank you for all of our visitors that are here appreciate you being with us this morning and um boy folks drove all the way up from lafayette again the hensley's and always glad to have them here And uh, I'm just going to ask Brother Hensley to dismiss us in prayer this morning, if you would. And we'd appreciate that. And he's having surgery here now, right? You're having surgery pretty soon? Uh, Pretty soon. soon. Okay. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time we come together to study your word and to give the work of missionaries of whom you have impressed their heart to go out and to do your work among the field that is part of the harvest. Father, we thank you for this church. leadership and, and the truth that is being portrayed here that we're so hungry for. Now, Father, we pray for each person here that whose name has been mentioned, who stands in the need of bodily healing or spiritual healing for insight into your knowledge. Now, Heavenly Father, as we leave this place, we pray that we would have guidance, that you would be in the center of our lives, that you give us direction, peace of mind, contentment. Most of all, Lord, that you would forgive us for our sins. Amen. Amen. Lord bless you all.